Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And I was going to try not to talk about Thor Ragnarok, but seeing as the movie that you saw had Thor in it, I got to say Thor Ragnarok again. I'm I'm going to go ahead and say this. Like, let's say that Chris Hemsworth is listening to this. I'm sure he is. Considering what he was probably monetarily compensated for Th- Thor Ragnarok, I'm betting it doesn't bother him if you bring the movie up. Probably not. Like, if you talk about it to Disney, like, thing, I, I think it did like seven, eight hundred million dollars. I mean, it's not a billion, but still, I, I don't, I don't know that it's getting on anyone's nerves, like no. necessarily that that matters. And if you've seen Thor R- Ragnarok and you don't like it. You're part of the problem. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> like, it is a, like, please point out to me what is wrong with that movie. Point out to me when you were not having fun. Like, Twas give, indeed me, give me the timestamp where the film is broken. Like, you want to do that with Dark World or just Marvel's Thor? Th- those films, I understand that. Like, those films have problems. Thor Ragnarok is not a perfect film, but oh my goodness, like, it's a good two hours, people. Mm-hmm. It it does what it needs to do. It entertains me, and it does so in a very prolific way. Yes. Yes, it does. Anna Grace said, how many more times are you going to watch that? And I said, look, two things. One, Rathacon, Star Trek, A New Hope. Star Trek. Sorry, Star Wars, A New Hope. I watched those movies over and over and over and over again. I'm doing it now with this one. In, in a lot of cases, still doing it with yes. some like Back to the Future. I can watch that movie endlessly. Like yeah. if it's if it's on TNT, if if they re-release it with new special footage or funny? commentary or what, whatever. How if it's on TNT, something with commercials, you'll stop and watch it because it is too difficult to get up, put the DVD on. Well, it's not. A, I have it digitally. Like literally, it. I I, I could just do a couple of thumb taps. Cast it to my television that will turn on when I cast things. Mm-hmm. So I don't even have to go to turn the television on. Simply telling it that I want to watch it will alert the television to it. Now, may- maybe I have to turn on the surround sound. It won't just turn itself on. I see. But, like, I kid you not, like, whenever I see, like like I said, like, Back to the Future, I'll just stop. And I'll start with Ghostbusters, same way. Yeah. Got if, to. if I see that, like if I'm in a waiting room at a, at a doctor's office. I'm delighted. I might just tell the doctor he needs to wait a minute. I'm the reason why your appointments are 40 minutes late. It's because I needed to watch Ghostbusters. <laughs> and I don't mean for the first time. Oh, no. I mean for what is probably like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say the 400th time. Easily. Yeah. A- as a child, I would, I would put that Back to the Future and Superman the movie on repeat. Sometimes I did them in a different order, but I was always watching those movies. And when I finished one, I'd watch another. Like, maybe I was playing Legos while I was watching them. Maybe I was doing homework. Maybe I was doing anything else. I was watching those movies. Like, their background, they, that's the background music in my life. I think that's how cocaine is for some people. Except for mine, it's Yes, it's and me as well. I mean, right now, what's hitting my pleasure center is it's Thor Ragnarok. And everything I, I have in my head are lines from the movie. And I, it makes me happy. You got to control your high. And I can control Back to the Future, Superman the movie, and Ghostbusters. And I'll tell you, like, Thor Ragnarok, I've watched it more than once. Yeah. Probably more than I have, say, The Incredible Hulk. 
which I think I've seen once or half a I'm time. I'm gonna say maybe. maybe three times. Like Edward Norton is actually really good in the movie, but like there's a lot of the movie that isn't great. I know I've seen it, and that's really all I can say. Well, there's a reason why like Marvel almost never even alludes to the fact that it was a thing. Like the Iron Man movies, oh yeah, they're alluding to them. Like you have Basically, the Secretary of Defense in Civil War, and I think he later he shows up in something else too. But he he's basically it. That is the only trace that the Incredible Hulk is actually part of the Marvel universe. Sure, Robert Downey Jr. shows up at the very end of the movie, starts talking to him about the Avengers Initiative. I, that's all I can think of. That that they they don't re- reference the abomination. They they don't they don't reference anything that happens in that movie. <laughs> and I mean, this is a very self referential universe. Mm-hmm. Like they'll talk about you know like the the incident in New York. They'll they'll talk about like this. They'll they'll talk about the quantum realm. Like these movies talk about each other all the time. In the eight, what is it? No, it's it's not eighteen anymore. What nineteen twenty films in the t- after ten years. Mm-hmm. I think they referenced that puppy about once. Mm, that tells you something. I've noticed that on our movie reviews, it takes us a good five minutes of not talking about the movie we're reviewing, just in case you had to get a drink or settle in. It's almost like the previews at the movies. Yes. I would I would like to say that we do that intentionally, like almost to kind of ape what it is we're reviewing that's, in that's, sort of a meta let's way. Let's go with that. But it's not. It is absolutely not. We have a hard time staying on topic. You can ask any of our elementary school teachers, probably some of our high school teachers. They're probably going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my beloved third grade teacher. Oh, I loved her so much. Sister Cecilia. Everyone was terrified of her. I was terrified of her until I had her in class. And she was a lovely woman. And then she died. But here's the story. (laughs) That wasn't the story. Here's the story. I just remember I would, I don't know entertain myself in my mind because I was, let's say, bored at school. And I remember she was talking about something. I don't know, because I wasn't listening. And she stopped and I said, Jane, what did I just say? And I knew if I was quiet enough that my ears had heard what she said. And I just gave myself a second and I repeated whatever it was, couldn't tell you what it was. And she said, I just can't catch you, can I? Nope. <laughs> my my supervisor heard me referring to a machine that I was using at work the other a day Skynet? as Kit. Oh yeah. Because I was kicking it into rabbit mode and I told it to engage the turbo boost. Like and it's not like an audibly like reactionary machine. Like it didn't do anything. I just have to entertain myself. Yeah. Like sometimes people are around, sometimes no one's around. Doesn't matter. But I'm entertaining myself, and sometimes people catch a glimpse of it. Yeah. And I say, you're welcome. So, the reason we were talking about Thor Ragnarok, you should watch it 85 times, is because Chris Hemsworth is in this. Is it a horror movie? Is it a suspense movie? Is it a floor wax? It reminds me a lot of early uh, Tarantino stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's kind of a murder mystery kind of kind of story i it's not exactly that it's one of those that you it's going to take a while to explain this okay what's the name of it again because i've just forgotten bad times at the el royale okay and the el royale is a sleazy motel um it is a um hotel that happens to be on the nevada and california line so the catch about it is 
when you stay at this hotel, like you decide if you want to stay in Nevada or California, Mm -hmm. like different parts of the hotel allow different things. Like you can only gamble in the east side of the hotel because it's in Nevada. Some things in the California side cost a quarter more. Like the film also takes place during the 60s. -hmm. So keep, keep in mind like. That, that's a bigger deal than it sounds, especially like if you're not adjusting for inflation. Exactly. But um, you, you have these introductions to the characters. And then like probably about midway through the movie, um, they start breaking it down, showing basically the same 20 minutes. But it's from the perspective of a different one of the hotel. Oh, games. they're losting it. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. It, very nonlinear storytelling. So you've got to sit there and go, oh. That's what John Hamm's character was doing. Fifty now, okay. That's what he was doing when this happened. Or oh, Jeff Bridges was right there. This is what she was doing while. So like, I, it's not to the point that you need to bring out like a map so you understand where everybody is. But it's not a boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, like r- romantic comedy, blah blah blah, happy. Like it's is not it funny. There are points of it that are definitely funny. Drew Goddard is the one who wrote and directed this movie, did the first season of Daredevil, um, directed, I believe, Cabin in the Woods. He's actually done a lot of – wrote um, The Martian, which I believe either – It's awesome. He he either got nominated for and won or was just nominated for the screenplay for that movie. So, like, this guy knows how to write and, like – He's pretty much intrinsically good at it. He has directed a couple of things. And like I said, he was the showrunner for the first season of Daredevil, which if you watch any of the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, probably, probably the best. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, Daredevil season two is probably it. So I'm just saying and Daredevil like, season three. We always record on Sundays. Oh, it's, it's it starts a, this the 19th. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Isn't I'm, that like your busiest day of the week? Uh, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Like, oh. but. That's one of those, like, when that drops, like, if I can facilitate it, that's one I'm going to see, like, in two sittings, if I can manage it. Depends mm-hmm. on how many episodes are in this season. But, like, whatever the case, he was he, he is the one that did the first season of that until he was hired to do the Sinister Six movie for Sony. But then Amazing Spider-Man bombed. <laughs> they didn't do the Sinister Six movie that he had been contracted to write and direct and he's already off Daredevil, like at this point. Mm. But I, I say all that to say Drew Goddard is in heavy demand. Like Ridley Scott wants to use this guy. Marvel wants to use this guy. Like the if you look at the talent on Bad Times at the like it, really, if I can just get to Chris Hemsworth, Jeff Bridges, and John Hamm, like every other name that I say, like probably shouldn't matter. Like that's the kind of talent mm-hmm. that he can attract. And did it. Were you, did it feel weighty to you? Because just from the trailer, it almost looks like it's going to, I'm undecided by the trailer alone. It almost looks like it's going to be, oh, this is a movie that should have been really good because of all these people, but isn't. Or is it enthralling, delightful, It is a very densely narrative film. Like, you need to pay attention to what's going on. Like, there's definitely some quirk. There are some reveals. Um, I, I I genuinely enjoyed the movie. Now, I, I invoked, like, early Tarantino. I'm not saying, like, this is the next Pulp Fiction, but if you like a good yarn that you've got to pay attention to, 
and you're probably going to get a couple of surprises here and there. There were moments I didn't expect mm-hmm. in this movie. And like, as often as you and I both watch this, or, or not this in particular, but like watch movies in general, there's a lot of those tropes or cliches that like I, I my mind is just trained to look at now. And a lot of times I can just sit there and go, that guy's going to do this. This mm-hmm. one's going to do that. It ends right here. And I'm, I still have 40 minutes to go on the movie. With bad times, I I was not being able to lay it out like right in front of me. Oh, nice. So, like I said, it, it's got some surprises. Like the the performances are solid. Um, Goddard is a director. I Like I said, he's not as flashy as, say, Ridley Scott or Quentin Tarantino. But what he may not have as the in the flash as a director the man knows how to tell a story Mm -hmm. like he knows how to do it long form like he can do it slow burn like he can do it in two hours like he just the man knows how to tell a story this this is a good story right here and i assume it's rated r yes yes um for there there's some language in it um adult situations um I'm just assuming, like nothing, nothing too illicit, but like I mean, it's it, it's not PG thirteen, like, and it's definitely not on the Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah, I got a vibe that it probably wouldn't even really interest PG thirteen because it's it it's not like oh, I understand why they want to see R rated Deadpool. I don't think that this would no, have the same appeal. No, this isn't the kind of R I think drives a teen to want to sneak into it after mm-hmm. buying another movie. Oh, I have to pay attention on. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's not, it, it's not, like Deadpool is very easy to, it, it, it's an easy, easy watch. Mm-hmm. Like easy to swallow, nothing too hard to digest there. Like I said, I, I don't think teens are hashtagging Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Wouldn't that be and, funny? And like I, poo on them, like for it. Jeff Bridges is fantastic. I could do a separate podcast on how much I love Jeff Bridges alone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously, I, I could sit there and break down every single film like he has ever done. Like that is a guy that honestly, like even if there is a film in his his filmography that's bad, it's not because of him in it. Like uh, he abides. The dude abides. Yeah. Which I think turns 20 this year. Oh, yeah. I believe if I'm remembering. Right. I just saw him uh, doing press for this and he's all bearded now. And he says he's often mistaken for Kurt Russell and Nick Nolte. And they'll ask people, ask him to sign stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, just sign their name. I mean, honestly, at at this point, like, I just, he doesn't need like validation that he's famous or he's like, okay, he did uh, the True True Grit remake. Or I I don't know if you want to call it a remake. It's, or it's a, a more faithful retelling of the book. Like, however you want to look at it. I have been wrapped in the mouth for this more than once, and like I get why. I actually liked his Rooster Cogburn more than I did the Dukes. I and like we I said, I, have a I know I know them's fighting words, and I'm not not disrespecting. But I actually, I don't know if I've seen Jeff Bridges, but for me, the Dukes True Grit. Well, that's that's the one they didn't give him the Oscar for. They gave him for the second one when he deserved it for the first one. It's but it's very Dukey. I'm I'm not telling you that I don't even it's own very Rooster Cogburn like the movie <laughs> like I I own I own True Grit like I love John Wayne but like if you've got to make me sit down and watch those two movies and you don't really have to make me I'll just watch them and I I do it from time to time his Rooster Cogburn is fantastic 
Like, and, and I'm not saying it makes it inferior. I'm just saying, like, Jeff Bridges is a talented enough individual mm-hmm. that you can take a, a movie like True Grit, which I think I can use the word beloved. Yes. For. Um, iconic. Like, all, I can use all of those things. Name me a lot of movies that have people revisiting those characters that do so successfully. Like, it's it's almost impossible. Anytime you were revisiting a character like that at a different point in their life or even trying to remake that movie, period. Like, okay, the Psycho remake. Do, do, why? Has anybody ever said anything fond about that movie? No. I, I don't Other think, than why? Vince Vaughn doesn't even talk about that movie in a fond way. Like, um, Hannibal Rising. Did, did Was anybody like, oh, yeah, that Anthony Hopkins, what a slouch. No. No one. Absolutely no one. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jeff Bridges is that good. Like, Tron Legacy. Not not a flawless movie. Like, an entertaining movie. Jeff Bridges is one of the best things about that oh, movie. Oh, for sure. And you almost get twice the Bridges because you get young Bridges and old Bridges. Like Twice the Bridges for the price of one. Now, I can see uh, that... Jeff Bridges as an actor, I would find more believable as a, a drunk old man. And John Wayne was John Wayne. J- John Wayne is very John Wayne in yes. almost every movie he's in. Yes. And like I said, that's not a shot at him. Like, no. Because I loved him in that. Tom Hanks is an exceptional actor, but there's a lot of times Tom mm-hmm. Hanks is just being Tom Hanks. But when you're as likable oh, yeah. or, or iconic as Tom Hanks, you can do that. Sometimes I, I just want to be... Tom Hanks sometimes. And I do want to point out that in high school, I did not read the Cliff Notes. I read the book True Grit and watched the movie. And yet I got a B plus on my paper and my friend Jay, who didn't read The Great Gatsby but watched the movie, got an A. I'm still pissed about it. Your friend who wrote the paper on Gatsby's name was Jay? Yeah. That's fantastic. Isn't it? That's also his initials. <laughs> he, he didn't even read the book. As a matter of fact, I don't think he read all the cliff notes. He's going to read the back. Do you think he eventually watched the Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no. I'm sure he didn't. He's just like, forget that. And uh, people would say, hey, Jane, that was quite some time ago. You need to let it go. No, I still bring it up with him to this day. What was it? I I don't do this often. Uh, what was it Kirk said in Star Trek V? The, I need my pain. I want my pain. <laughs> like, I thought McCoy said that. That's a Pain that, is what makes me who I am. That's... That's a movie that has about a six minutes worth of anything to talk about, but that's what that's that's one of the moments like yes. in the movie that I was just like, okay, there's there's a whole lot of crap in this sandwich, but like that's that's some delicious honey baked ham right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the only part of the movie that I choose to remember. The rest Prob- of it just a dark fuzzy blur. Oh yeah, horrible. Anyway, so um. What's the title of this again? Bad Times at the El Royale, which, okay. funny enough, was a good time. Now, Happy Time murders, murders, not a happy time. No. Bad Time, good time. Bad Time, Happy good time. time, sad time. Okay. And you haven't seen Littlefoot yet, or is it coming out this week? I believe it is already out. Okay. I believe. But there's, I do have a finite amount of time, like, Please. you know, kids, work. Whatever. You've got to make some time to see more movies. Yeah, good good luck with that. Let me I'll let you know whenever I create time. Okay? <laughs> give give me a TARDIS and a flux capacitor and I'll see what I can do. Cuz I know that I have something else coming up. Uh, oh, Mowgli it comes out this weekend. Did they not Or did they change it? 
I believe they have actually shifted it to a Netflix only oh, release. Oh, oh, oh. Well, you see, when I put all these releases on my handy dandy calendar, they had not told me of that. Now, the company that was it Warner's who was doing it, mm. I believe, basically, um, they purchased it uh, so that it could be a, a stream only movie. Like, mm-hmm. which I'll tell you, that's definitely Andy Circus's Mowgli is going to get some eyeballs. Oh, for sure. And I know, like, and I'm looking at some of their shows that they've produced. Like, uh, you and I have talked about Altered Carbon before. Mm-hmm. That mo- that show, not cheap. Will Smith's Bright, not cheap. I don't know how much that movie cost, but I'm telling you right now, like, they got some deep pockets, and I want to say it was Netflix purchased it. Okay, it will be released in Nigeria on October 19th. Well, if you want to get me... Um, a ticket um, for Nigeria. We, I, I will. I'll jump right on that. Maybe, maybe a per diem. I don't. I don't know how much food costs in Nigeria. Or I know some people from Nigeria. Right. Well, I, uh, t- can they pick me up? No. Do they? Do they have a plane? No. Uh, An underground n- set of no. caverns. Bullet train. So I'm not saying anything about uh, Netflix, but. Yes, it's only if you're in Nigeria on the 19th of this month, you get to see Mowgli. Uh, And other than that, the next one that I have made sure we need to go over is Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay, as long as it wasn't Goosebumps too. Oh, I forgot about that. That, I listen. (laughs) I I love and adore Jack Black, but it's not because of the Goosebumps movies. Um, what about the clock in the wall thing? Isn't that still playing? And he's got a Goosebumps. He he works. Only slightly less than Kevin Hart. Man. Kevin Hart, like, I think at any given moment is simultaneously shooting four movies. I believe it. All he needs to do is get, like, a podcast and, like, a column and a paper, and, like, he will simultaneously exist everywhere. <sighs> which it, which would be fine with me. Yeah, he could do a podcast with us. Okay, so that is parental guidance suggested for today, and I'm sure you got a lot out of it. I think, I, you know, <laughs> we put a lot into it. I as much as we we ever do. Do I yeah, think true that? So uh, it'll be a lovely surprise as to what we talk about next week. Hey, I might even go to a movie. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Cravens.